Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday Lake Pundits presented by Uber One. Uber One is a membership that allows you to save across Uber Eats, Uber Rides, and everything in between on limited $0 delivery fee, 5% off eats, and 5% off rides. Join Uber One today and get your first month free. Visit uber.com slash Uber One for details. That's the word one O-N-E. Welcome back. To another episode of Sunday Punishment about Uber One. The World Cup is over. It's finito. We have crossed the finish line, and oh my days, so much drama. Drama. There was no calma, no calma. No calma, just drama. Yeah. I mean, hey, fair enough. But yes, welcome back to the Sunday League Pundits presented by Uber One. I am Liam. We got Wazinho and we got Brett. Um, yeah. What a final. What an ending to an incredible tournament. I think that was almost fitting. I mean, it was almost fitting that that was the ending, the the, the pinnacle moment of this entire month of football because we've all been saying, how is, is it the best World Cup of all time? Is it the best tournament we've ever seen for football? I'm going to say it was definitely the best final we have ever seen. I mean, my days, what a game of football that was. I- uh, genuinely, and there were parts where you're sitting there and you're like, "It's two nil." Uh, it, it didn't turn up until what the 80th minute, yeah, when when Mbappe scored, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, game on." And then 97 seconds later, he goes out there and ties the game on an absolutely banging volley. You're sitting there going, "What did we just witness?" Because the the first one went in, and we're like, "Okay, game on." And the game was on, bro. Well, it's like it's like we said, 80th minute they score that. Like, okay, you got 10, 10 minutes of regular time. Another five of added times. You got fifteen minutes to score. Single. No, no, don't worry about. It. I was gonna score in another ninety-seven seconds, like you said. Tie it up in extra time. It's like sorry, tie it up in regular time, and it's like, my goodness me, just insanity. Well, let's start from the very beginning from this final because. The headlines wrote themselves, basically. Messi, World Cup final. Is this finally going to be his moment to lift the trophy that he has coveted the most? Um, Mbappe, you know, the next generation of superstar. Back-to-back France. Could they win it again? Could he win? Could Mbappe win his second World Cup before the age of 24? And it did not start great for France. Argentina came out absolutely flying. Their press, their passing, their their just creativity was just incredible. It was world class, especially for the first 45 minutes. It started 
relatively early as 23 minutes in, Angel Di Maria wins a penalty, which sends Lionel Messi to the spot to score, to open his account in this final 1-0 Argentina. The GOAT, the GOAT starts things off, right? That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! You know what, man? Honestly, I think going into this tournament, Brett was a... Definitely not a messy. Yeah, he's got, look at him. Look at this guy. He was definitely not a messy fighter. He was Ronaldo all day. I always said that Messi would only surpass Diego Maradona, in my opinion, if he won the World Cup. Guess here what he did, bitch? Today. Here Guess we are what he today. did? We're all sitting yeah. here going, yeah. Messi's the goat. It's just this is it's just that it, simple. Messi's the goat. Is this the the single most defining day in sport? I don't know. I think that's that's hard to say. I think maybe in this in this century, um, it's it's tough to say. Just because I think right now we're just in that moment. You know, you're as Lucas always says, uh, prisoner of the moment. So, it's, yeah, it's tough. I can be a prisoner of the moment because this is, the the facts are simple. The last box that Messi had to tick before everyone just shut up and accepted the fact that he's the he's the best of all time was oh he hasn't won the big one yet he hasn't won the world cup yet he did it yeah. he went out and not only did he do it but he goes out and scores twice in this game and then the third as a penalty kick and honestly he, he puts ahead. argentina on his back and wins in this final yeah and that's honestly, he did what he had to do this tournament. And and in this game, especially, whatever chance he had, he took it. Penalty from open play, whatever it may be. He did what he needed to get his country to lift that World Cup. So like I said, that 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 23 minutes in, Messi scores the penalty to make it 1-0. That penalty was won because of Angel Di Maria yeah. being taken down in the box. It was Angel Di Maria's show in that first half as he goes on to score Argentina's second to make a 2-0 in the 36th minute. A fantastic counter-attacking goal by Argentina. Messi around the corner to McAllister who finds Di Maria by himself at the back post and he does absolutely no mistakes and buries it to make it 2-0 for the South American country and game done. Game done before the, the 40th minute. <laughs> Where's Mbappe? Where's yeah, Mbappe? where was Mbappe? I don't think Mbappe <laughs> had even touched the ball before it was two 0 Like, like yeah. the statistics going into, I think it was the hour mark. France had no shots on target. Yeah, yeah isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Because we were sitting there going, well, "How? How yeah. is attacking this attacking country of France is being held to zeros? You know, they're 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 they're, they're nowhere to be found. Where is France? They're at the airport. Airport this way. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, it's incredible. I was gonna say the maybe a bit of a changing moment. The moment that definitely caught us off guard as we were live on Twitch.tv/slash the 90th minute official doing our watch party for this game was in the 41st minute. The Champs, the French national team coach, goes, "You know what, guys? It's not working. It's not working." So he makes two changes. He brings on Marcus Turam and Kolo uh, Muani takes off Usman Dembele and Olivier Giroud. What did we think about this move? Just 40, 41 minutes in, right before halftime, of course. What did we think of this, 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 this move by Deschamps? What do we think of the call? You know, was, was it a tactical move? Was it a 
injuries maybe were doing something. I know there was talk about Olivier Giroud maybe missing in this World Cup final due to injury. He did start, but he only lasted 41 minutes. Could that have been a reason? Or was this just, it's not working. Let's change things up. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just get in, get these changes made. I don't know. It's uh, I, th- I think he just needed to change something, especially being down two 0 at halftime. And um, at the time, our you know, France wasn't looking too well. They weren't really doing much with the ball and weren't creating many chances. And in a, in a sense, that move did pay off a little bit, considering France found themselves back into the final. I mean, they tied the game. They went to extra time in a very quick fashion, right? Like. It's well, I, I don't know. You can't really blame Deschamps maybe for the penalty shootout, but other than that, I, I think he the, the move is correct. Yeah, but you sit there and go, hmm. You know who would be really nice to have in this pen penalty kick shootout situation? Olivier Giroud and, and yeah. not Eduardo Camavinga and Aurelian Chouameni taking those shots. There, there's um, no way. So you said Olivier Giroud, as, as a graphic, was it wrong decision to take him off? I mean, Olivier Giroud goes into this final with four goals for France. I mean, like, what are you doing? The man yeah. knows where the net is. The man knows how to score a goal. But the thing is, too, like, he, if Giroud's on the pitch, he has to go up the middle. Yes. But the, the idea of making that decision, or the, the idea of, the the big move at the time was to make sure that Mbappe was the one in the middle and the the target man. Uh, fair enough. I understand. Like I understand that, but like you said, he has four goals. If that was going to be the the issue, why not have him be a substitute then? Why not well, have? Yeah. I, I guess that's your plan B. But you go. You you're still taking a guy off who's scored four goals in the tournament in the fight for the golden boot. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, I guess if you look back in terms of the playable match, probably the right move by Deschamps because getting Mbappe to the middle, bringing on Turam especially, it really did help open up a bit more attacking options for France and push them more forward, especially in dangerous att- counter-attacking scenarios. But I think really the move and the, the the moment that really swung this game into France's favor was in the 64th minute. And it wasn't even something France did. 64 minutes in, Angel Di Maria comes off for Brett's nice. absolute favorite man in the world, Marcos Acuna. Brett, <laughs> Why do you love Acuna so much? Why do I love Acuna so much? Yeah. Because he is the most beautifully constructed human being in the world. You know that uh, you genuinely, you know what he looks like? You know how I say uh, um, uh, Nicholas Sula looks like, uh, what's, what do I say? He looks From like the Goonies. A, yeah. No, no. Well, yeah, that too. I, I say he looks like uh, Chewbacca. Yes. He looks like a big, big foot. Just, you know, they, they make distinctly different sounds, obviously. But Acuna, what Acuna is, have you ever seen the uh, the the building of the model of the perfect body shape to survive a car crash? That oh, is that. that that's Acuna. It's too much disrespect. Too much disrespect for Acuna. <laughs> too he much. comes on for Argentina, and note he he did fine, but Di Maria was 
dancing. Di Maria had one hell of a final. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I I almost did like I, I kind of forgot they took him. Like I didn't really pay attention to the substitution. I'm like, oh, they I didn't realize like, oh, Di Maria's on the bench. I, I guess I have something I missed something, but yeah, Angel Di Maria. I just want to speak about this man for a second because I think Angel Di Maria is the most underrated big game player. Nobody talks about him when it comes to big games, it seems, until up until now, of course, in the moment. But this goes back all the way to 2014 when Di Maria was big in games. If you go back and look at the 2014 Champions League final, Di Maria made a beautiful run down the wing, beat two defenders, created a rebound for Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale gets the goal. Whenever this is, there's a final, Di Maria is going to do something. He will do damage. Like This guy is amazing. And that's coming from me, a Man United supporter. <laughs> he is a very exciting player. He's someone who can create so much is trickery is dangerous speed, even even his ability to, to cross into the box i mean yeah argentina don't have many tall options for crosses unless it was a corner well, or a set piece kind of thing but <laughs> but just on a counter attack you know his crossing into the box was really really actually I, very I think, dangerous i think that speaks to how consistent actually Di maria has been throughout his career even when he was at man united he still had some moments of brilliance he had some injury he's been plagued with injuries but he's also been able to stay consistent at the same time. It's amazing. I'm like, Di Maria, I'm, I'm going to check how old he is right now. But You say um, he's plagued by injuries. He has also been plagued with house break-ins. Yeah. So. Well, he's 34, by the way. He was hoping his house was not broken into during the World Cup final. Yeah, yeah. They, they stayed away from France this time, I'm sure. So... Um, uh, but that's a good point, though. I Like, he, he hasn't played a ton of minutes at the world cup he has he, he's come off the bench he played what'd you say 64 minutes he came off in the 64th minute yes and you see he comes off and i think it was a turning point i, I think, think it, it was because well. he was he was probably man of the match up until that point he was Probably. just creating problems. I mean, Messi gets the goals, you know, but, but he was creating issues. And he, every time he got on the ball, he looked like he was going to beat Jules Kunde on that on that right back position. Yeah. It was just very interesting to see how he was able to really occupy so much of the French defense mm-hmm. time and energy because he was he was he was getting forward. He was beating men. He was making good runs, making good passes, good moves. But if you keep moving through this, this wonderful final, because it was one hell of a game. 71st minute, France do make two more changes, seeing Kinsley Coleman and Eduardo Camavinga coming on for Antoine Griezmann and Teo Hernandez. Now, this is just France throwing the kitchen sink a little bit. You guys, we need to go score a goal. Let's go to a back three, take off Hernandez, and you know, just go play some attacking football and it worked because nine minutes later it is Kylian Mbappe who scores the first goal for France. It was a handball versus Montiel. Was it? No, no, no that no, was, no, that, that was, was the extra. one in extra time. Yeah. Eight to ahead of myself here. There's too much going on. What was his penalty? What happened to this one? Uh, that would have been the, uh, Oh, Kula Muani going down in the box. It was Muani. You're right. I'm just going to find the... Kolo Muani, by the way, I tweeted this out. He is going to have a hell of a move coming up for him. Because I think... uh, Yes. And I genuinely think that he has had a very underrated tournament. Mm -hmm. Very underrated tournament. He has been in the middle of some of France's most polarizing moments in the World Cup. 
and just consistently he's always and maybe not the f- front face there but he's been a part of it yeah i think he said though it was it was oh, by co- the way europa league champion oh oh, oh. soon to be it was Muani who did get taken down in the box by otamendi uh yeah uh, Mbappe steps up and he slots home his penalty. Very, very tense moment there. I mean, that's a goal that has to get converted from the spot, of course, has to get converted because France needed a lifeline. And 97 seconds later, we see one of my favorite goals I think I have watched in a World Cup final for a long time. Simple one, two, over the top. Mbappe, he. <laughs> I don't, it's not a scissor kick. I don't know. The man just kind of flings himself at the ball, makes great contact low into the right corner, makes it 2 2 in the 81st minute. Mm. Insanity. Was that Turam who touched that, who made that pass? Uh, there should be an assist on it. Uh, it does not say it was Turam. It was Turam. You're right. That was an unbelievable touch. Yeah. Unbelievable it, it was touch. Just intelligent. You know, it was just yeah. intelligent to see what was going on. As we keep moving through the game. So yeah, it goes to 90. I, there was drama in the 90 right to the very end, too. It looked like anyone could score to win that yeah. in the actual 90 minutes. It was, was Giroux was yellow you, card in the 95th minute, even though he was on the bench. <laughs> yes. You know, you know the term back and forth hockey, end to end hockey. That's what that was. What? It was like chance over for France. No, here comes Argentina the other way. Messi over Fernandez. No. <laughs> so as we go to extra time, both both countries do make a couple changes. Uh, Argentina made three. Uh, France made one. Um, 108th minute. We all thought this was the moment. Yeah. The 108th minute of extra time of the World Cup final. We all sat there live on Twitch, said... We have just witnessed one of the most poetic, one of the most fitting, one of the most special moments in football history as Lionel Messi scores to make it 3-2 Argentina in extra time. Surely that's the winner. Surely this man, this, this God has just won the World Cup for Argentina. <laughs> Surely. No, no. Plot twist. <laughs> What an exciting moment that was, though. Oh, 100%. Because no one the right wing. Yeah. I believe who was it that got the shot away? Um, was it McAllister who got the shot away potentially? I don't know. Lloris makes a big save and flings it him back and falls to the magic man, Lionel Messi. He hits it. It seemingly cleared off the line, but the ball has gone over. The big Polish man is Rafferty Eagles. Goal. So I love him. Okay. Good man. Goal. Yeah, Wazzy, your uh, your your official was was pretty clutch today. Everybody, everybody respected the officials today, except for Portuguese supporters. It seems Portuguese oh, really? supporters are yeah. But I, I've been reading stuff. People were trying to make it out like this World Cup was so rigged that everything was in Messi's oh, favor. Yeah. Da, da 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 All that bullshit. Man. But yeah, no. I saw some post on Twitter and it was like, yeah, 10, it was a 10 out of 10 officiating performance from the Polish ref and the Polish, yeah. Polish team. I was very proud to see that people actually giving the Polish a lot of love for this when they officiated that. So shout out to them. And, you know, uh, officials don't get a lot of, a lot of love. 
especially in World Cup finals and tournaments like this, especially with decisions and so much, you know, emotion and it's so much, you know, momentum is being swung back and forth. And I think that's, that's kind of a great way to sum up this game. It was just the fact, the way that the momentum was able to swing back and forth, Argentina, France, back and forth. It was just, it was footballing heritage. It's why we call it the beautiful game. And of course, Liam, the game did not end there at 3 2. Well, yeah, because right? they said that's 3 2 Argentina in the 180th minute. We thought we had just witnessed, I, I was sitting there talking live saying we've just got the most fitting finale we've got the most incredible moment for for the man of the moment but he is not or at least he was not the man of the moment especially in extra time as Kylian Mbappe scores another penalty Mm -hmm. to make it 3-3 in the 118th minute of our World Cup final and I I thought it was very uh, unfortunately, you know, there was a handball from, uh, was it Montiel, I think? Montiel. Yeah. Montiel gets the handball. And honestly, it was one of those moments where I kind of felt bad for the guy in the moment because that's something you don't ever want to do in a World Cup final for your country, especially in a moment like that. It's like you're minutes away from winning the World Cup and that happens to you. I, but, man, I In that moment, I was thinking about like, Man, if they lose this, this guy, protect him at all costs because he, he will not be safe. That's all I'm saying. But, but fortunately, you know, again, yeah. yeah. Credit to the referee. He, you know, he immediately yeah. pointed to the spot. He made the call. He didn't need VAR. He didn't need linesman. He just said, "Nope, I see that handball penalty." The, and Mbappe steps up and scores again. That was my thing. Uh, kind of to go back to the ref here, but this it goes to this point too. He made every call with confidence and conviction. Like every penalty, it was, it was a, that's a pen immediately. Didn't Mm. need VAR, didn't need anyone telling him. So it's a penalty. The ball crossed the line. It was, I don't think VAR was not used once. Nope. 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 And yes, it was, it was only used VAR, well not VAR, but the the offside decision making was used for the, the, the messy goal. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is fair. But that's not on him. That's the linesman. Right. Um, But yes, that's a good point. Exactly. And uh, I just think consistently that is that's the best thing possible. And just it it made it that much better. Just every portion of this World Mm -hmm. Cup was perfection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Was no, I just yeah, of course, Mbappe, we all know converts a penalty 118th minute and the game ends up going to penalties and just quickly oh, oh we can't we can't mention fucking Emilio Martinez with the save of the century I was gonna say we can't go to penalties without no. arguably the biggest most clutch moment of this final yeah in the 121st minute and it's at a time I love Emilio him. Martinez stands big to stop. I believe it was Moani. I believe uh, it was Turam. Turam was Turam. Okay, Turam's one on one with the goalkeeper. Surely, you know, surely he's going to bury this to win the World Cup in the dying seconds. Mentally, big Martinez sticks out a big left leg and blocks it, breaking French hearts, keeping Messi's dream alive. Incredible scenes. Mentally, I can't imagine what Argentine supporters, what Lionel Messi was going through with those players. I can't imagine what anyone with a ounce of Argentine heritage was going through in that final. It Bro. was, and especially for Messi, it felt like 
you know, he's he he, get, he keeps getting closer and closer, but the world keep gets, keeps getting farther and further. That's what that World Cup final probably felt. Him, it's like I'm getting so close, but it's further, right? It's like I don't know, man. Like every time Messi's close to getting that World Cup, uh, not not not. I'm uh, you got got to keep going, keep got to keep yeah. climbing, got to. It's like it's what else? Insane, ma- yeah, like, it's insane could, because like, could you imagine how tight his sphincter was coming in? On that breakaway, you would be able to snip a cigar with that thing. I would have been, I, I would have roofed it. I, like, it would have been farther yeah. into orbit than what uh, uh, Harry Kane's penalty was. Like, <laughs> you know, on that breakaway, and the thing is, you don't want to overthink it, but then again, you you will think about it, even if it's for, for, half of a half of a second you're gonna yeah. think about it the important thing is get it on target <laughs> because like i said if you roof it if you send it to orbit you know what then it is there's zero chance we're going in and turan makes good contact with it it's going on target it's a good enough effort martinez just stands big gets a left leg out blocks it and we go to penalties and mm-hmm. uh the young goat. I'm going to call him the young goat because after performance like that in the World Cup final, I can't call him anything. But the young goat, Kylian Mbappe, does step up first to take his penalty. He does bury it, meaning he has scored, put the ball in the back of the net four separate times on the night. In a World Cup final, to put the ball in the net four times. Yeah. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. It's not right. It's not fair. And, and people like uh, uh, people are starting to, or not starting to, but since it, the World Cup ended, they're like, well, not to take away from Mbappe, but they were pens. There were some of them that were pens. And you go, yeah. yeah. You know how difficult that is? And that's the thing. Like People love Pessi, Penaldo, everything like that. You know how difficult it is? You know how difficult it is to do it twice? You know how difficult it is to do it once in the World Cup final? You know how difficult it is to do it twice in the World Cup final? You know how difficult it is to do it three times in a World Cup final? And you can, sure. Penalties or maybe don't get the same respect as normal goals. But trust me, they're just as important. They count the exact same. You know, if Mbappe doesn't score and convert his penalties, France don't make it extra time. France don't even get a sniff in this game. So, well, they're given for a reason, right? Exactly. They're, they're, they, they were penalties. Someone yeah. has to score them. Sorry, he's not going to give it to Hugo Lloris to score. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's how they should fix pens, yeah. eh? They Even should, the yeah, just let the keeper have it. But it's also live off the shot, so the keeper has to hammer it and get the hell back. back. If he doesn't, oh, but then Ed- yeah, Ederson's the best penalty taker in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Manuel Neuer, bro. <laughs> so after Mbappe scores his penalty, the young goat converts the true goat steps up for his country. Lionel Messi, again, coming to the spot for Argentina. He does convert as well. Messi has his moment. We, I think it was, I think it was you that said it. He's done what he can do. Yeah. He has scored his goals. He has gotten to penalties. He has scored his penalty. Messi has done what he can do 
or Argentina. Now it's up to the rest of the team to help. It's him. in God's hands at that point. Yeah, hundred percent. It was just it's up to it's up to to, to, to yeah. everyone else now to to take care of themselves, kind of thing. But Messi does convert his penalty, and uh, the, it was a close he, one. It was a close it, one. Oh, it, it was, was close. yeah, it yeah. was close. <laughs> He's very calm though. He just he sent Larissa to the left. He put it to the right, kind of thing. So, uh, Kinsley Coleman was up next for France. He misses his spot kick. It's saved by Emmy Martinez. He, he, this man has won so many different trophies and titles and, and, and leagues wherever he's gone. I'm telling you what, continue. Actually, continue. I'll, I'll talk about it later. What I was going to say was he's never taken a competitive penalty during his career. It's shocking that, I mean, he's a name that you think can convert from the spot. And yeah. I think he probably could on a different occasion. Kinsley Coleman steps up and scores. Just on this occasion, maybe the pressure, maybe the 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 moment, maybe just Emmy Martinez in general. He's a very good shot stopper on penalties. We've seen this multiple times. You see what Emmy Martinez did though. He did it with uh, uh, Coman, and then he did it with. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said Chum or uh, um, Kamavinga earlier. I meant. Uh, um, uh, Coman. But anyways, um, he, he did it with Coman and Chumeni, but he tossed the ball to the side. So he made both of them go and get the ball, go fetch the ball. He's he's a big he's a big stature goalkeeper. He fills the net well, but he also he, reads it well. He not only that, but he is the biggest shithousery goalkeeper. Yeah, not only in the, in the world. But in pens, because remember a couple years ago when uh, with United, well, last season, I guess, with United and he was playing against United. And yeah. this was just when United brought in uh, Ronaldo. So everyone was going, is it going to be Ronaldo? Is it going to be Bruno? Who's going to take it? And Emmy was going, give it to uh, Bruno. Let Bruno take it. Let Bruno take it. Or, or Ronaldo, one of them. He was pointing at them. Bruno takes it and he skies it. It was at the end of the game. It was the last kick of the game. Yeah, it was. It would have won them the game. Yep. And look at what happens mm-hmm. a year. Like, and that's obviously not the first time he does it, but a year from then, look at what he does. He just yeah, he obviously gets in the head of the the the, the kicker. He's er, confident. He fills er, the net well. Earlier on in the the uh, World Cup too, I I forget who it was against. I think Mexico. I might be wrong, but he was standing behind the free kick taker. He he was still in his own half, yes. but yes. as they were setting up the wall, he starts he's like moving the wall, and so he starts messing up with the other team's wall. And like, who thinks of that? Yeah. Who thinks of that? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Next spot kicker was uh, for Argentina, Paulo Dybala. He came on late in the game, and it was specifically for a penalty, of course. But he does convert very calmly from the spot himself as well. Uh, France, Mr. Chumeni, the young midfielder who has such high potential. He steps up for the third spot kick for France, and unfortunately, he misses as well, putting France in such a difficult position. They were 2-1 down, missed two different penalties. He actually missed the entire net. He just Wide. And also, he had a good tournament as well, uh, not to discredit him yes. or anything, right? Greg Gorgon Nothing England, taking so. away from too many. He was great for France. Yeah. His ceiling is so high in terms of potential and where he's going to be going and what's going to be happening with him, but he misses his penalty. You know, he misses the net completely in a World Cup final. He will be devastated and, dare I say, rightfully so. You got to put it on target. You got to be, you got to put it on target in that final. I'm sitting here in the basement talking, saying, you're going to put it on final. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm not there. So I can't tell you what's going on in their minds and they step up to that spot. I know what we going on in my mind. I couldn't do it. I straight up couldn't handle that. I would have no idea where to place it. Like, you know, okay. I, I'd put it down the middle. Okay. 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 Listen to me. 2022 December 18th you're you're Argentinian and some for some absolute reason you're playing in the World Cup final with Liam Peace on the back of your name who where excuse me I don't know why I said who where are you putting that ball where are you putting it to win the World Cup I would be so nervous of putting it past the post either side that I'd put it straight down the middle. Hmm. Was he? I don't, I don't know either. Power. Ideally, I think I'd love to go top corner, but I don't know if I'm good enough for that. <laughs> you know what? The amount of shots that I've seen, not, not shots, but just like balls that you've hammered through like the f- pitch. I could see you just roofing it in the corner. You, you know what it would be? It would be that Harry Maguire penalty in the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. That, yeah. that just happened? <laughs> Everyone would just be like, who is this guy? And Waz just would walk off be like, yeah, like yeah, I knew I'd I, do that. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> after after too many misses the goal for France, it is Leandro Paredes who steps up for Argentina to make it 3-1. He does convert for France. It's a must score for uh, Colomuani, and he does to make it 3-2. 
the final kick that was required, there was no more kicks that France could take. If this goes in, it is all over. Gonzalo Montiel, the man who gave away the penalty in the final minutes of the extra time, the man who looked to be maybe the villain for Argentina. He's the hero. I love that. Up to score the game deciding penalty to give Messi to give Argentina the World Cup trophy. And I love that because that was that was a team decision from Argentina. Like, you know what? Let's give you a chance to redeem yourself for your country and for yourself. Go take that penalty and go win us the World Cup. And I love that. That was beautiful. That is football. <laughs> like that was, I don't know, footballing heritage, as they say. That's a really good point. You, you can't really write you can't write something like that sometimes, you know? And I, I don't wonder think who would have been that fifth taker. Would it be Lotoro Martinez? <laughs> would it have been it, might, it, it would have to be because he's he's not a bad like, uh, option. He was a fifth taker for them yeah. versus uh the Croatia, right? Croatia, I think so. Yeah. 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 So I, I just think uh, and Wazi, I think that's a good point though, because no, 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 Liam I'm, was not the Netherlands, right? They went to penalties because the Netherlands. Yes. Netherlands, I'm so yeah. sorry. You're right. It was. Um, they, uh, not enough people are talking about that. That is truly a redemption. Not a, re- it is a redemption arc, but that is a team decision. That was a, hey, listen, <laughs> we're not mad at you for doing what you did. You did what you needed to. Yeah. Go out there and prove yourself. Go and show. Yeah. We, we know you're fine. We're not mad at you. <laughs> but let the cameras and all these people here who are watching this know who you are. And in a sense, it sends a message. Let them remember you as the person who won Argentina the World Cup. Yes. Not the person who costed you them. Yeah. Yes. 100%. It was, it was a- You'll be remembered as an Argentine legend. Yeah. It took courage from Montiel. It took courage from the coaches. It took courage from the team. It took courage for Argentina's entire tournament. Yeah. Let's move into that because we see Messi... Lift the World Cup trophy, uh, the the photo that football waited for. Now, I want to comment on that real quickly because that photo has gained, that little moment has gained a little bit of controversy because of what Messi wore. So Messi's, I got this tweet here from Tali Dar on Twitter. Messi's black cloak is called a best. Arabian warriors wore it after a victory. It's also worn by the royal family, king of Victoria. The king of Qatar honored Messi as a sign of respect, signifying Messi as a warrior who won for his his country, Argentina. Now, there are you know people around I mean social media who are upset by this. They think because of the fact that he wore that, it ruined a moment, that it's sport washing by Qatar. Um, just there's a lot of negativity around it. And personally, I don't really care. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool moment. I think it was a very interesting, very unique moment. I don't think Messi had much say in it because he was just there. All of a sudden, something was getting put onto him. Do I agree that maybe it would have looked better for Messi to be in his blue and white Argentina jersey? You know, that iconic, iconic national team jersey that we've seen in Diego Maradona in the past lifting the, the, the golden trophy with. But... It doesn't matter because it, what matters is the face and what he's holding. That's all that matters. If you don't think it matters, I it matters. That photo is going to be plastered everywhere in 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 posters, in children's rooms, in in in, in classrooms, everywhere. 
everywhere in museums. And what is what's always going to kind of be over, not over. You know what? It, it, it's a perfect figure of speech. It's a perfect metaphor of what this entire World Cup was. All of the play, all of the play that we had on the pitch, the greatest World Cup ever, the greatest World Cup final ever. We had all of those beautiful moments throughout the knockout stages, the the millimeters that the ball was in on for Japan. The amount of things that we can talk about, Morocco's Cinderella story, all on the pitch. But we still felt that overbearing, looming of what was going on and the reason why this World Cup was happening in Qatar. And now you have that photo of Messi lifting the trophy. Finally, finally, Messi, the greatest moment in football history, is wearing this thing that the Qatari, whoever he was, I, I, I sorry, I don't know who he was. He's the king of Qatar. The king of Qatar. Yeah. Puts it on Messi. Just as a reminder, as you know where you are, you know what happened. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, the, the Emir of Qatar, that was who it was. Um, I, I made a tick, I made a TikTok about that, and the, some of the comments were people saying there's no problem with it. It's an, it's actually an honor to wear it. Only high royals wear it. One comment I really liked. I thought it made him look holy and godlike. Yeah, yeah. And, no, for sure. And I like this one comment. Nah, to be honest, that made it even better. He looked like a real goat worth with his team behind him. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, actually. I thought it was pretty dope. I won't it lie. Was it was very unique. Just, it was, yes. Would it yeah. have been better to just see Messi in his blue and white Argentina number 10 yeah. the way it's supposed to be? And like... Laurie Whitwell here says Qatar obviously wanted to be present in the World Cup trophy pictures, hence putting the black bish on the Messi, but just made for an unweird, made for a weird, unnecessary look amid a sea of blue plus white sporting shirts. It should be a moment for the players, not the host. Grossly indulgent. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I like that point. Um, good though, as to he looks different, he looks godlike. I think if you, yeah, fair enough, that that does kind of twist my my vision of it. But that's that's also the thing about art in general is it's subjective. Yeah. But um, I think if you look at the photo, you didn't have the context of it. You would go, ah, you see it like that for yeah. sure. I agree. But then if you do okay. have the context, you see him getting it put on, yeah. and then there's a little. Bit. I, I can see it from both sides. I'm not gonna yes. pick. I'm not gonna choose one. I'll be neutral in this. I th- personally, like I said, I thought it looked cool. I had no problem with it. I think I was just more. I'm more so on the side. Let's just be happy for Messi. Happy for Argentina. Yeah. Let's continue the conversation though about this World Cup about Qatar, about the host nation, about the the venue, about the drama, about everything about that. Can I just say one thing about this World Cup final? Humanity needs to take this World Cup final, put it somewhere, and put it in a time capsule. And let let it be there for 5,000 years. So for whoever finds it 5,000 years ago, we'll see what humanity was, what football was. Because that encapsulated the beautiful game. It, that's let's be honest here. If you're going to leave a piece of humanity behind, leave this football match behind. It, it was something special. It really was. Um, I, I, I love how it's like, if you want to leave a single moment of humanity, our best ever work, 
Roll cup file, baby. Let's do it. Roll cup. Um, Roll cup. Yeah, a speed twerking on a camel. <laughs> that, that would be the intro. Yeah. Costa Rico. Like robotic genetic machines are like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, we did things. We built buildings, but let's Roll play football. And, and aliens who come to Earth find this like. Hey, was it? Isn't that guy who we lost a couple years ago? Yeah, what happened to him? Oh shit, he's dead. We 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 sent him to fucking this planet by accident. We, we resurrect him, bring it back, bring him in speed. Oh, so, oh, so that's where that's where Messi ended up. We meant to send him to planet B twenty nine F. Shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We just we restored speed because he was the greatest musical artist that generations ever had. Yeah. He's a new generation's prince. Yeah. God. Listen, Do all the questions that I had at the bottom of our screens are is this the greatest World Cup ever? I think top three said top three for sure. But Brett it's said hard for me correctly was 100 percent correct. On the pitch. The greatest football, the greatest matches, the greatest drama, the greatest storylines, the greatest players, the greatest moments on the pitch. But off the pitch, the back noise, the 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 controversies, the the developing news lines, I think it will be forever remembered as the one that maybe shouldn't have been, the one that was never supposed to be. But we're so glad and so lucky so, that it was. Uh, sorry, uh, Liam. Um, so ESPN, F- ESPN, prior to the World Cup beginning, they ranked 1982 as the best ever World Cup. Second was 1986. Third was 2006. Interestingly enough, I don't know where 2014 is on this list, but I think it deserves to be a top three in my opinion. But yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah, 2014 was 11th. Okay. Someone so, was salty. Someone was salty. So who watched that one? 1982? Yeah. Didn't watch the World Cup? Didn't watch that World Cup final? No. No. Um, no, Fuck, I don't think that was... That that would have been Lucas. What uh, was the other one? What's the second one? uh, 1986. That was when Maradona won the World Cup. Who had 86? I think that was mine. Oh, boo! 2006 was the third best World Cup according to ESPN. That was fantastic. It was uh, amazing. 1998 was fourth and 19. the fifth one was 1970 which i watched the final it was a good final Fun that was my final 1970 was my final no, that, that was, was my one. final don't, don't oh my god 86 was my final i'm an idiot anyways 74 was pretty good the question remains in 74 <laughs> where does this world cup rank among the best ever world cups because for us it's hard to say we didn't watch the the, the ones in the 70s and 80s right like this is the greatest in, ever in our lifetime the best World Cup we've witnessed, uh, easily. But I, I, I would, I think it certainly goes into the argument. It has to. I don't know any 1942 World Cup. I there was, was no World Cup. There was a World War going on. I was just that gonna was say. I'm sorry. That was the first year that came to my mind. It was very insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Oopsies. Um, but uh, I, I can guarantee that there was no action back in the 50s and stuff. That uh, would ever. Do you think they would go to VAR for a millimeter 
of a ball being on the line to knock Germany out of a World Cup. <laughs> but I'm the, tell you. The, the the drama for not like for even teams that are not tournament favorites: Saudi Arabia, Japan, Morocco, Morocco Senegal, uh, just. Australia, just Australia, bro. We so many countries having incredible moments. Canada's incredible there for moments. the first time since '86. Canada, <laughs> Alfonso fucking Davies scored a goal. The man ran fast and he scored a fucking goal. Went, <laughs> well, think about that too. Think about we can talk about Canada too. We we can talk about Canada about this World Cup. I just got goosebumps again. We but like, almost, think about yeah. Think about um, it though. Sorry, think about it though. Sorry, Brett. Um, the nineteen fifty World Cup was ranked ninth, so it was pretty oh. good. Apparently. Oh, good. <laughs> back to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, though. Um, if back to Canada. They, yes, they didn't win any games. We've talked about that at length. I'm not going to talk about that. But now look, Alistair Johnson to Celtic, Ishmael Kone to yeah. Watford, Tayshaun Buchanan. Take your pick, lad. You want Juve? Do you want Inter Milan? Inter Milan's under the chat. Hey, Lester's been calling. How about AC Milan? He, he, hey, AC Milan. Hey, how about how about the team who's leading the city I right now? How about Napoli? How about you and Yeah. You two can go run the wings together. Come on. That's beautiful. Think about this. This is this is what football is. like. This is what this is why we have the World Cup. Shout out to Derek Cornelius as well, who made a move to Malmo from Malmo. Vancouver Whitecaps. Yes. Now, to uh, continue, I, I want to bring something up with the the World Cup final though. But the actual tournament itself, the actual month of football that was being hosted in Qatar, no one's going to debate. I don't think. I don't think mm. there's a debate. For how good that football was, how quality those moments were, the storylines—it's tough. They're, they're second to none. Um, we have to talk about Qatar. We have to talk about the Qatar issues because here we are on December eighteenth, talking about the World Cup final. We are a week from Christmas. The Premier League restarts in eight days. Yeah, it comes back next Monday. Boxing Day is the start of the Premier League. The issues that football had to adjust to and had to accept, and not just football, way bigger, way more severe, way more real than football. Real life, real people, real stories, real individuals. The the I don't ever, 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 ever want people to overlook these issues. Because the football was great. Because issues that we're talking about are not issues that go away overnight or issues that can be, you know what, we can turn a blind eye for a month, but then, you know, we 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 we, we just accept it for, for the month of football. No. The issues that we saw going into Qatar with worker safety, workers' rights, deaths for, for migrant workers, people being held in countries that they did not want to work in anymore. You couldn't go home to see your families. You were stuck there living 10, 12, 15, 20 people to a room. That's not okay. That's not acceptable. And it's on FIFA. I blame FIFA. 
FIFA and and the corruption that was set bladder and in, even Infantino now. They accepted this. They did a full survey and study and they looked into each country and the survey came back and said Qatar cannot host a major tournament. But they said, hey, you know what? It's okay. Give it to them anyways. No, that's not all right. I, I 100%. I, yeah. I do agree. I do agree. And but yeah, it, it's the broader. There's so much to it because you say like, oh, you blame FIFA. 100% blame FIFA. But you also have to go underneath the umbrella of FIFA and go, okay. Who of you? Because there, I'm sure there were some clean pockets, a couple. I'm, but I know there weren't a lot of them. But you still have to go under there and go, how did this happen? Who made this happen? And I mean, there is, there's the 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 documentary on on Netflix. Have you guys seen that yet? Not yet. I should uh, probably watch it after. This genuinely watch it. It, it, there, it. it answers a lot of the questions or, or a lot of it, right. the things that you say here, Liam. But yeah, no, it, it genuinely, there are questions that need to be asked and, and they have been answered for. I just, uh, but I, I think it's too general to say FIFA because there are major players that play into the reason why this happened. Well, I'll give it. every sponsor, every sponsor for this World Cup as well. You know, the big food, big, big uh, gambling, big liquor. Big, yeah, they're all under. Yeah, they're all. They all sent their money. You know, every celebrity, you know, David Beckham and Neville and every single person who went to Qatar to support this World Cup and support their country. Do they get fingers pointed at them as well? You know, do, what do are they supposed to them? do? Yeah. What well, are they supposed to do? Hmm? Really? Was what what was it you were wanting to say here? I was going to I was going to rank. I was going to rate this World Cup. I'll give it a seven oh. out of ten okay. because, yeah, the football was fantastic. The storylines were great. I thought Qatar actually did a really good job at hosting the tournament within this last month. But if you consider the timing of the event, the time zone change for us, you know, for our viewing experience, some early mornings. Yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Just and also you know, all the issues you kind of outlined there, and you know, I, unfortunately, we we had the passing of Grant Wall in the middle of everything too. Rest his soul, great journalist, right? Like it's there was a, a lot Qatari of photographer as well. Yep. Yeah, there was a Qatari photographer who who unfortunately passed away during the this tournament, and um, we're not going to go into why this, these things happen. No, not at all. It's just you know, may their souls rest. And it, there there is some ugly part, but every World Cup has that. To be fair, we can't just say, oh, this is a Qatar issue. Brazil had its problems. Russia had its problems. Even probably South Africa. Korea, 100%, right? 100%. Like all these, all these, well, but Qatar has just been under the biggest microscope, it seems. One of, and this is in the FIFA Uncovered as well, but one of the reasons, one of the, a big reason why um, Sepp Blatter was inducted as or, or, or voted in as president or whatever of FIFA is because he was able to swing the uh, AFCON essentially by promising them that, Hey, uh, if you vote me in, I promise you, you'll get a world cup in Africa. What happens in 2010? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. The the FIFA corruption does not start this year. Did not start when Sepp Blatter opened the envelope and went, eh, 
World Cup in 2-22 goes to Qatar. Sorry, sorry hold on. First off, it's 20, 20, 22 goes to Qatar. Shut up, Sap. No one loves you. <laughs> the corruption has been going on since the very beginning. I mean, you look at the 30s, you look at the, the 50s. There was so much like like in political drama yeah, yeah. every single tournament and, and, and every single host nation got it for political reasons. And you so, know what? I don't blame Seth Blatter and Nintendo alone, but just football in general and FIFA in general and all the other pl- players in the game all have responsibilities in the final end game. And since we're on the topic of this, it's going to be interesting to see how the drama behind the 2026 World Cup plays out because there will be drama. There's going to be things oh, yeah. that are going to be coming out saying, oh, this isn't going well. Why is this happening? Oh, look at the amount of money being spent. Can cities handle this? Can certain American cities actually handle a World Cup? Could you know, it's just, there's going to be a lot of that. See, and that's why Edmonton's not having World Cup games. Think about Rogers Earth at Rogers Place. Sorry, Rogers, you're, you just caught astray there. Um, uh, Commonwealth. Think yeah. about uh, think about even, uh, I mean, okay, I want to talk about a couple of things about Commonwealth. But the first thing is, think about even getting out of there. Yeah, the trend is but, terrible. It was Area. awful. How Liam, how long after the Mexico game did we wait? In yep. line for the, 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 well, hell, even think after the Costa Rica game when we were waiting yep. for the bus, and then we had to go into the train station, and then we had to, oh, are we going to the bus now? Oh, okay, we have to wait now on, on the platform. Oh, here comes a train. Stop, guys, everybody, wait. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Those were just Edmund, uh, people who came from Canada and Mexico. Yeah, think about I- all the teams that then you have to buffer everybody out. Then everybody's coming in for the next game afterwards. Oh, there's also events happening because for whatever reason, we're over in Clark Park and having whatever, right? Like there was no way Edmonton was going to be able to have that World Cup, especially with how you see what they did in Qatar. That is one thing that I was told by my cousins who did actually go to games in Qatar was they have never seen efficiency like Qatar had. You got out of the stadium. There was one way only pretty much everyone got to the transit and it dropped them off at hotels and different yeah. centers and everything and like different parts of the city. He said, you got there. It was so simple. You didn't have to think you got out of that stadium. And it was just, Bang, here we go this way. Get on, go home, you know. I'm excited to I'm gonna try and get my buddy Cheyenne on because he went to about 13 World Cup matches. So I just want to really know nice. his experience. So that'd For be sure. good to bring him on. And Brendan Dunlop, maybe we can talk to him. He went heck yes. So um I think one last thing I want to mention about the World Cup final and the World Cup is Argentina. Were they the most unlikable squad to win the World Cup? Because that's actually going on around social media. Uh, And it's it's like, literally, if Messi wasn't in this team, not a single soul that isn't Argentinian would want them to win. I don't know about that. I I like the likes of Alexis McAllister, Lissandra Martinez. I liked Julian Alvarez, Paulo Dybala. I I, I like a lot of these Argentine players, so I, I I don't know. I have nothing against any of those Argentinian players. I've, I've, I think I've really yeah. grown to appreciate Julian Alvarez and Alexis McAllister, especially. I think I've really, really liked how they, the two of them, perform on the field. Um, are they the most disliked winners ever? Probably not. 
Depends who you ask, and though. This it is depends if you ask Portuguese yeah. or Brazilians. You know, they're they're gonna hate. Them. Well, this is also stemming because, according, uh, Emiliano Emiliano Martinez asks for a minute of silence for killing Mbappe. <laughs> that was so funny. Okay, <laughs> can that actually be our next conversation, though? How I didn't see that? Yeah, so they're all doing the conga line in in the the um uh, locker room and then Amelia Anna or Emmy is just sitting at the top front of the the conga line he just goes in I don't know what they speak in Argentina so I don't Spanish and is it Spanish I wasn't sure if it's Spanish or Portuguese but uh, okay yeah they, they just speak all the languages anyways uh, he's sitting there German. and he goes hey, hey, a moment of silence for Gillian Mbappe that's, that's so rude. This man just scored a hat trick <laughs> on you, boy. On you. What are you talking about? Can you talk about quickly Martinez, Martinez's reaction once he won the Golden Glove? Fantastic. A billion people are watching you, Emmy, and you, you decide to use the Golden Glove as a uh, phallic object. <laughs> hey, but uh, low key. I, I, I love Argentina. the reaction from the uh, the the guitar guy behind him. Yeah, uh, excuse me. The, the, the official. Is it, you can't do that here. I'll, I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this. If anyone is still watching or listening to this podcast, we will hopefully hopefully have a full reaction uh, of our stream, like highlights of our stream yeah. up on uh, YouTube, so you can watch that, watch our reactions live as they happen, kind of thing, and see how we talked about this stuff when it's actually going on. Okay, so speaking of celebrating, I have this super here. Argentina's partying hard tonight. Have y'all seen some of the video? This is my favorite part of any yeah. team winning anything yeah. is the championship videos and the celebrating videos. There's this one video, and I tweeted it out on Twitter. Y'all need to retweet it because I need this to blow up because it's funny as hell. Anyways, not me pandering to everybody. Anyways, um, but... <laughs> Messi has the World Cup and he has he brings the World Cup into the locker room, whatever. Everybody's standing around the locker room and he jumps onto the table in the middle of the locker room. Everybody's cheering, whatever, celebrating. And for whatever fucking reason, Latoro Martinez also decides to jump on the table. Nobody else, just Messi, the World Cup trophy, and Lataro Martinez. And I'm sitting here going, sir. And there's this other shot of Lataro Martinez sitting uh, on like the goalpost, but the shot of Messi also on Aguero's shoulders. Lataro Martinez is sitting higher than Messi in the photo. And you're sitting there going, sir, yeah. you have had the single worst World Cup performance ever, ever. Dude, Jonathan David was better than you. And you're sitting here going, da, 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 campeones, campeones. I mean, Shut your mouth, I mean, bro. he is going to celebrate. He just won the World Cup. But I know, agree. I know. The fact that he's above Messi, that picture really bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me so because much, dude. That, 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 that picture of Messi is very reminiscent of the very famous picture of Diego Maradona up on the shoulders while he's carrying the World Cup trophy. But then you got Lorturo Martinez yeah, in the background yeah. above him is like, sure. get down, son. <laughs> Dude, exactly. And, and it's just like, that's a thing. Like, it, it, you know what? It, yes, celebrate. Do your thing. But you're not the center of attention. Yes, you scored the goal to send the, or you scored the fifth goal in the world, uh, the, the other penalty final. That's fine. But, sir, that is the only thing you did. Sorry. Sometimes, I'm so sweet by the- 
The biggest uh, frauds are the biggest celebrators. Our, our buddy Pav, he quote tweeted something from Sport Bible. It says, Roy Keane, the World Cup is stained. That's the bottom line. He says, so is your top lip if you've seen Roy Keane's mustache. Why aren't you attacking Roy Keane's very nice mustache? That looks very Bruh. cute. It's a fucking Bruh. weird fucking goatee thing going on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he looks yeah, like he's trying to yeah. be in Peaky Blinders, bro. Um, But I don't know what else to say. I think we've, we've talked about almost everything within this World Cup. and I think we have. Um, we we need honestly, to wrap it up here. Honestly, thank, thank you to everyone who has been a part of this World Cup month with us, whether it was on Twitch or whether it was on YouTube or social media or these podcasts. You know, we, we greatly, greatly appreciate everyone who uh, interacts with the channel, interacts with the Sunday League puns presented by Uber One. As Brett is showing there, Messi, 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 Messi is the man of the moment. The GOAT, he's won it all. There's no more debate. There's no more questions. There's no more. There's no more of anything. It's over. The debate is finally over. Lionel Messi is the greatest footballer to ever live. That's it. That's it. Said done. Make sure you leave a like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. Get your friends involved with the channel. Give us a rating on Apple if you want. Yeah. What he yes, said. give us a radio on Apple and, and all that good stuff. Uh, from myself, Liam, from Brett, from Wazino. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 